This is a Be Groovy or Leave production. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music. Now on with your show. Welcome to Life on Music. I'm your host, Jesse Napper. If you're new to the show, this is the podcast where I chat with a different musician each episode, all about music and other things, of course. But this week I have Asha Jeffries, who is a singer-songwriter from Queensland, and she recently put out her new EP called The Pinnacle, which featured singles such as Dance Floor, which sounds like this. I want to be on the dance floor. I want to be on the She also released another EP in 2019 called Hold Yourself Together, which I'd recommend checking out, along with The Pinnacle, which you can find on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you buy music or wherever you stream music, you're going to find it there. And also check out her socials as well, of course. But enough of that, let's jump into the chat with Asha Jeffries. So we have Asha Jeffries with us. How are you doing today, Asha? Yeah, I'm good. I'm fruity. How are you? I'm fruity as well. I've never described <laughs> myself as fruity, but I think I think it's good. I haven't either. I just I thought I'd try yeah. it out. Why Why are you fruity today? I just want to be more like you, so that's that's <laughs> what I said. That's a great answer. It's a great response. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't want to be my own person anymore. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. I guess we'll start by talking about the new EP you've you just put out, The Pinnacle. Mm. Very good stuff. So congratulations on that. Thank you. I've been listening to you for a while now, since a bit before your your last EP. It's called Hold Yourself Together, and this one's a bit of a bit of a different sound. It's a bit different, yeah. I guess what was it like making that transition from the previous sound to what you've got right now? Yeah, I mean, it was a lot more intentional than how we recorded the first EP. I, I tried recording the next EP various times in various studios with various songs and it it was all just about experimenting with sounds and kind of understanding like how can I kind of communicate an authentic part of me in a new and developed way so I think just like being really open to whatever sounds were going to happen and just let them happen. I recorded it and wrote all the songs with my friend Aiden Hogg in Plutonium Studios in mm-hmm. Brisbane and just was a lot of experimenting. Cool. Is um the whole, I don't know, with the previous EP, was there a lot of co-writing on that? No, they were all just songs written by me in like a really cool. heartbroken state when I was 18. <laughs> so... You know, like the the vibe was very different. Yeah, yeah, fair. Do you find any advantages for you having had that co-writer with you? Yeah, absolutely. And I think like Aiden really left the melodies and the lyrics up to me, which Mm -hmm. I really, really love doing. And we more kind of collaborated with like the chords and the structure and the whole entire soundscape and vibe for the song. You know, he just acted as an incredible producer for the EP. Yep. And yeah, we just really took a lot of inspiration from Beach House and Caroline Polachek and just like artists like Claro and Bibi Bridges. Um, cool. Yeah, those were the kind of influences for it. Yeah, nice. Well, 
I suppose like saying like it's a different stylistically, but it still has that kind of, I guess, honest songwriting that I guess you'll become known for. Was that ever a tricky part in your life, like being that that upfront and that honest in your in your songs? Um, I it has been difficult at times, but I feel like from a really early age, I've just mm-hmm. really wanted to have some sort of channel where I just express everything freely sure. and transparently. And so music has, has always been that for me. And so it's been that like really honest and open book kind of, you know, channel. But I definitely have gone through times of being like, what am I doing? Like, what am I writing about? Like, maybe I shouldn't say this. And mm. what are people going to think? What should I write about so people can like connect with? But I think like through that whole entire journey, I realized that I just need to write without the intention of anyone ever hearing it because it it is so much just for me and for expressing and that Mm. you know people seem to connect and relate more to songs when you write them as if no one's going to hear them yeah and I suppose if you're writing for yourself as well it has that kind of more I guess unique perspective as well yeah totally and you want to bring your own like character and flair to Mm. it you're a songwriter right Mm -hmm. how what is your take on like the intimacy of like storytelling how how do you, how what is your process? It terrifies me if I'm honest. That's a good I'm, thing, right? Yeah, but there's also nothing that feels better. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a terrifying but like beautiful experience. Yeah, totally. Yes, I I agree. You you've become the interviewer now. Any any <laughs> any more questions for me? Just shout them out. I'll well I'll I'll let you know throughout throughout. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So with the EP, you've got a you got a show coming up. I do. Yeah. So I'm in Brisbane and we're having an EP launch for the show on the 28th of October at the Bearded cool. Lady. Very cool. Yeah. I don't keep up with the news as much as I should. That's okay. Have, have, have shows been around for, for a while now? Yeah, Brizzy shows have been cool. happening for a couple of months, I guess, which has been lovely and so crazy. It's been awesome just to see so much live music at the moment, especially from like local artists and, you know, not as many touring artists, obviously. But it's been really cool just to support, like, the local community in that way. Have you played any other shows in that time? I actually played a show last night. Oh, fun. Um, How'd it go? It was good. It was a bit of a weird vibe, like, playing at 10 o'clock on a Sunday night, to be honest. But it was really lovely. And it was, like, an eight-piece band for some of the songs. Um, We had some, like, horns players from a friend's band get up and... Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. That sounds incredible. I wish I was in Brizzy, but I'm in good old Sydney. True. I just talked to one of my Sydney friends on the phone. How how are you going with it? It's all right. Um, I think things are going to chill out soon. But They're clearing. You know, yeah. But, you know, I've been hoping for that for a while. So yeah. don't break my heart, Gladys. <laughs> keep us going, Gladys. Keep yeah. us going. Keep, keep, just keep me happy. <laughs> No pressure, no pressure. Everything's all right. I, I, I didn't really leave the house all that much before either, so yeah, maybe cool. not as much change and I, I still go to work. Well, that's perfect. That's great. Lucky duck. Yeah. I never describe myself as a duck either. <laughs> a lot of uh, A fruity lucky duck. That's the n- new name of the podcast. I love it. I'll work on that. But um, with the show coming up, is that going to be with a, with a band? Mm-hmm. So it's um it's a I guess we're a five piece band. We've got a drummer called Coolia and bassist called George and keyboardist called Joe and my friend Randy playing tambourine and we're all just like really great friends. So it's so much fun. Cool. Sounds like sounds like a vibe. Yeah, it's a total vibe. I don't see a lot of dedicated tambourine players, so I I dig it. I actually like play tambourine in 
Randy's band as well. So we like do a swift oh, switcheroo. And I love it so much. I love being that tambourine girl. So much less pressure and you just get to mm-hmm. like get a good arm workout, sing some harmonies, really go for it. Love it. I dig it. I, I should um I got a tambourine around here somewhere. Um I could I could join a number of bands in here in Sydney. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure they would love to audition you. Yeah, I'm sure. I haven't kept my technique up. I haven't practiced. You gotta practice every day. Yeah. Well I did I did study um tambourine at the conservatorium of music really so, was it classical or was it jazz? yeah classical tambourine oh nice but i have had a little experience in jazz tambourine so nice could I'd, you could you walk me through like what the difference is between the two it's um more in the hand technique so classical is like this yeah and then jazz is a bit more open and you hold it on more of an angle right jazz is like a little less straight it's kind of like yeah, yeah. yeah it's a bit, cool. I guess like jazz is a bit looser than than what classical is. So nice that comes through in the tambourine as well. This makes sense. Yeah, you, you could you could learn a lot from me. I think I could absolutely. Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you a lesson sometime. To I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about now. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, with the with the gig as well. I guess with the change, like there's a bit in change of sound, like we've been talking about. Is there any kind of difference within the show? Um, I mean, I've started playing bass synth for some of the songs, oh, which cool. is a very exciting thing. I normally just play guitar and um, sing, but I've been giving cool. the guitar to George and for some songs and just playing on this little Korg synthesizer and it feels great. It kind of adds this like dreamier, soft glow tone to the live sound, which is cool. Nice, nice. Whenever you um tour Sydney, I've gotta I've gotta be there. Yeah, I, I will I will come with the, the Korg, the synthesizer. Very cool. I'm yeah. ready. And something else, I don't know if this is still going ahead. I didn't do much research on this one topic. I just <laughs> read something in one place but um you're doing a are you doing a tour with josh pike as well i i mean i guess so i think so well there are two shows yeah. that are booked for november one in brisbane and one in melbourne i'm so sorry there's not one in sydney but those those should be going ahead in november i'm told so fingers crossed it's been such a journey actually with that we're supposed to start off the tour in tasmania in like right. July and so I like jumped on a plane with the Tassie was hanging out there for the day and then like <laughs> checked my phone and it was like the Josh Pike show was cancelled and I was like oh <laughs> cool and so I spent a week in Tasmania with my friend and just like had the best time cool yeah it was awesome well yeah you gotta make it a work turned into a holiday I guess exactly yeah it was very worth it it was awesome have you been to Tasmania no I've um barely left new south wales incredible i mean i was born in queensland so i guess I, where are you I, where were you born in queensland i was born up in bundaberg oh wow i've been told by the one other person that i've met from bundaberg not worth going back but i think that's maybe a bit mean <laughs> when, when was when was the last time you were back in bundaberg i moved when i was i guess like two somewhere around there so i was very little don't don't know anything about the place yeah no i get that i get that and then you moved to sydney moved to sydney been there pretty much the whole time yeah nice was was going to move back up to queensland before um covid but right it turned out not to be very smart idea so I, i didn't do that totally totally actually before right before um i still thought i was gonna move i was talking i did an interview with uh, a friend of yours, uh, Hallie. 
Oh, uh, yes. Yes, we love Harley. Yes, she's like, when you get here, she's like, I'm showing you around all the venues. And I'm like, yes, I've already got a friend. Yeah, absolutely. Can I come? Can we go check yeah, out some what, venues? Yes. When I, next time I'm in Queensland, if I ever end up moving as well, yeah. we're, we're checking out all the gigs. Cool. Well, actually, I was talking to a friend the other day about like what the perfect like guide to Brisbane is. If you were like, you mm-hmm. pick someone out from the airport and like, had a day with them around Brisbane. So I think I'd be pretty organized with like, you know, cool. giving you a good guided tour of the best parts Very of Brisbane. Yeah. Well, I'm ready. Great. I'll book my flights now. And yeah. Awesome. We'll you see better you, be we'll free that day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. I probably will be. Yeah, everyone's free, eh? Yeah, exactly. Is, is there any chance that the Josh Park tour will come to Sydney to make me happy? I don't know. I have no idea. I know that Josh, he does live in Sydney. So there's definitely a chance that that could happen. But, yeah, it's a bit of a waiting game at the moment with everything. Mm, yeah, true. I got um, an email yesterday It's like, great news, we've rebooked a gig that you have. And I'm like, have you? Ooh, when for is it? When is it I for? mean, it's in November sometime, but, like, I was like, hopefully. It's oh. like, the, it's like the, the third time it's been rebooked, so I'm like, yeah, m- maybe I'll play it. What, what is what is your, like, uh, I guess, mindset around shows being rebooked and then, like, them being booked again and then cancelled? What is your run me through your process? As in, as in, like how how do you keep sane? How do I keep sane? Barely um, <laughs> would be my answer. No, I guess it's just like uh, I, I just I just hope a lot, and um, it's it's also a gig that I don't have to do anything. They um they'd already sold out the gig from before I was on the bill, so oh, true, amazing. I don't have to do anything. Which is good. That's so stress free. Yeah, so it's a it's a happy happy time. So either way, it doesn't. I just got to prepare my band, and uh, I guess just hoping it doesn't get cancelled last minute, so I don't have to keep fucking around the band. I suppose is my only worry. Totally, totally. Yeah, I feel like there is such a a process with like that kind of false hope of mm. when tours or gigs are, are kind of just booked for the sake yeah. of being booked for, for maybe that they'll happen. But you just got to hope for the best. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. You can probably see this right now. It's getting to the sunniest part of my day. Yeah. So, um, I've just become a man with a light on my face. It so, looks um, it's stunning. It's great on you. It's oh, actually good. incredibly, it's a really yucky day in Brisbane. It's, it's no sunshine. It's really cloudy and gray. So I'm really jealous of that sunlight on your face. It's all right. Eh? It's, um... It's just getting through, like, my blinds are closed. It's just getting through, like, the tiniest gap. And yeah, it's this is right, like a the gap. gap is right in my eyes. In your eye, in your nose, yeah. But you got to do what you got to do. But do um, back to music, back to music. Yes, yes. So now that this EP is out, I always do this. I don't, I don't, I don't want to press you, of course, but is there any thought of what you're, what, what's, what's going on next? Oh, man. I'm just kind of absorbing in the, in the feeling of having released this EP. You know, like, it's been, such a, a big process of not just, you know, writing it and and recording it, but then also releasing it. Like it's just been mm-hmm. such a, a big process to kind of do that. So I feel like I'm definitely at the moment just being a bit of a hermit and letting cool. myself kind of decompress everything before I get into the next round of what will happen. But I definitely know the like I've been I've been writing heaps at the moment. It more like I do like transitional writing where like I just like write terrible songs for the sake of like writing and then like once I do that I kinda get a better picture of like how I'm feeling and so that I'm able to like 
write songs right. that kind of are, are better and more succinct. I've just moved into a house with like five pianos in a studio at the back. So I'm, wow. I'm ready to use all the tools when I'm ready to write these songs. Very cool. Well, if you ever need another roommate, it's um, <laughs> my dream to live in a house with at least one piano. This would be on your bucket list. I've just got my little, just my little, um, or not little, oh, but just yeah, my yeah. Electric, electric piano. I mean, I, I can barely play that, but um, if I had a real piano, I could sit there and barely play that, I guess. Yeah, totally. I'll let you know if there's a space opening up. Love it. Love it. I will quit my job. That's a lot to do just to move into this house. I, I, I did that one time already to move to Queensland and I'm willing to do it again. <laughs> But that didn't work out very well, right? No, no, it did not. No. So I, instead of being an unemployed man in Sydney, uh, in Queensland, I was an unemployed man in Sydney. Beautiful. So yeah, you can't always choose. Just as good. I was going to ask, do you have like a opinion on songwriting in terms of like, do you only write songs that are hits? Like, do you always show people the songs that you've written? Are there some songs that are just like terrible? that you need to finish or like do you know what you know the kind of question I'm asking I'm not very skilled yeah, at yeah. Being a question no question. no no I get you I don't actually write as much as I could so I'm a bit lazy if, if I'm being honest but yeah I if I if I think a song is good enough I'll show people I don't generally show people songs that I'm not as confident in but having said that every time I do show a song that it's like oh, I don't think this is much but I show it to someone it's everyone's favorite song of mine classic right it's such a classic yeah it's a classic it's like um, when you have like no attachment to it and then you're just like yeah. oh yeah whatever and everyone's like oh my god this is so good and then you're like yeah. what which um which of your songs are like that if uh, we can spill the beans i feel like the last song on the ep is called mm, mm-hmm. and i wrote it like not thinking it was very good at all like it just more felt like a an releasing of feelings for me that I just kind of needed to write. And then I've just had so many beautiful people being like, mm, it's my favorite song. Like, oh my God, wow. And being me being like, oh, that's so awesome. Which kind of like reaffirmed my understanding that the, the more you write from like a place where you don't think anyone's going to hear it, like yeah, the more people can kind of connect to it, I think. When you hear like people say like, this is my favourite, does it ever kind of build a stronger connection to it for you? Yeah, it definitely does. Like it kind of, it validates the song for me a little bit. So there's definitely mm. like a, a bigger cool. meaning or like a bigger intention for it. It's like, oh, this isn't just my song. Like this, this song is cool for other people as well, which is really, really nice. Yeah, love it. Mm. Yeah, well, it's been a real great fun chat today. Um, yeah, thanks, thanks, for, doing for, it. thanks for having me. Thanks for listening and thank you to Asha for chatting with me. Don't forget to check out Asha's music, including her new EP, The Pinnacle, on Spotify, Apple Music, Wherever you stream music or wherever you buy music, you're going to find it there. And go check out her socials, as well as the Socials for Life on music, which I'll leave in the description of the episode. And if you did enjoy the chat, you can follow or subscribe to Life on Music wherever you're listening right now, if you want to hear the episodes when they're first released. And if you're feeling ever so kind, you can also leave a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. It's great to hear what people think. But that is all for today. Until next time, goodbye.
Life on Music was brought to you by Be Groovy or Leave. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music.